Hey everyone, it's Lacey Skulls from VH1's Rock of Love. And this is Talk of Love, the new podcast. This isn't just reality, this is real life. Hey everybody, it's Lacey motherfucking Skulls. And this is episode 16 of the Talk of Love podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. And I want to say last week, uh, it was a great show. I brought my husband on for the first time. We deflowered my husband <laughs> together. It was his first, first time on the podcast. And I got to say, you guys were so great. It was very well received. I loved hearing the positive feedback. So I just want to say thank you to all of you. Um, you know, I, I definitely want to incorporate my husband more into the whole podcast world. I probably won't do it with Talk of Love per se, but just a little heads up, uh, he and I have definitely been talking and brainstorming about doing a side podcast. That's how cool we are. We have a main podcast and a side podcast. <laughs> well, not yet, but we're talking about it, uh, of doing something with he and I together. And that's, I'm not gonna go much further into it because it's still just in the brainstorming process, but I just wanna let you know that um, you were heard. I paying attention to your feedback. And, uh, you know, that's the goal. I'm going to keep Talk of Love going for a long, long time. And it's always going to be my main, my main bitch. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the goal is to expand. And, you know, I got all kinds of stuff that I want to share with you guys and, and uh, hear your input and all kinds of different topics and things that I'm passionate about. So that's in the works for this summer. So I just want to let you guys know, super stoked about, about that. Um, but for now... I want to actually introduce a new segment for you. I am calling the new segment, How to Stay Sane When You Feel Stabby with Lacey Motherfucking Skulls. <laughs> so I get a lot of emails from you guys uh, asking me how do I stay positive and how do I stay confident when like crazy stuff is happening. And uh, I will tell you that there is a method to the madness of keeping a positive attitude, you know, having a good outlook on life and not getting down in the dumps when things are not going well. And um, I just want to go over that with you guys for a couple of minutes, because I know we're all kind of suffering right now with the national health crisis that's happening. And a lot of us are on lockdown and a lot of us have lost our jobs. And, you know, there's so much craziness going on. I feel the pain of the lockdown too. It's, it's, I'm in Nevada. And so we've been on a very strict lockdown for about six weeks now. So that's been really um, challenging to keep your brain staying positive and not worrying about things and not getting anxieties, things like that. So um, I just want to share that with you. So um, how to stay sane when you're feeling stabby. <laughs> so uh, first thing that I do is I go to my cauldron and I cast my spells. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Actually, okay, so my husband and I have a thing that he and I do together that's pretty cool. And number one is it's all about gratitude. And if he and I are feeling down about something or anxious what we do, we do this every night religiously. This is sort of like our, our thing that we do. Before we go to sleep, I say to him, tell me three things that you're grateful for. And then after he does that, then I say, tell me three things that you're excited about for the future. And so I'll do that with him. And then um, he'll do that with me. And the challenge is to not... Like sometimes if I'm like in a bad mood and he's like, babe, give me three things that you're grateful for. And I'm like, 
grateful I'm not dead, grateful there's grass in the yard. He's like, no, you got to actually put some thought into it. And it forces you to look at your life differently because it's all perspective, right? I mean, if we sit there and focus on every shitty thing that's happening either in our personal lives or in the world, then of course we can paint a very bleak picture. But if we go, well, hang on a second, let me look at what's right instead of looking what's wrong. And, um, you know, I... I love my husband. I love my dogs. You know, I have them, even though we're locked down in the house, I've got them to entertain me and for me to entertain them. I've got this podcast. I've got you guys. You know, there's a lot of really great stuff and I'm sure that you can find awesome stuff in your life as well. And then you go, okay, well, what am I excited about in the future? And it just it, it just kind of re, um, reprograms your brain and gets you back on track of positive thinking. So um, that's number one, all about gratitude. Gratitude, gratitude, gratitude. What are you thankful for? So number two of what I do is acceptance. This was a hard one for me because I am a control freak. I like to have control over situations. If I feel like a situation is out of control, it freaks me out. And so this was a challenging one for me, but one that I am constantly practicing. Um, So, you know, of course, if there's something that you can do to rectify a situation that you are not happy with, yeah, then go for it. If there's something you can be proactive about and do, then do. But if it's out of your control, um, you just got to let it go. You know, a lot of you guys have seen, I'm dealing with a situation right now with a person who has problems with me. It's been very unpleasant, but you know what? What can I do about it? Nothing. Am I going to worry about it? No, because there's nothing I can do about it, you know? And so then that brings me back to gratitude. I've got you guys. You have my, you, I, I have your support. You've been so kind to me, so compassionate towards me. You've been giving me your love. My husband's been there for me. And so that's really all that matters, you know? Um, people who don't like you, people who have problems with you, people who lie about you, or even if it's just the lockdown situation or whatever your personal situation is, there's nothing you can do about it. You just got to go, oh, well, it is. This is what it is. It's, you know, unfortunately with life, shit happens. You know, Uh, I live in Nevada. We've had beautiful weather all year. Summer is right around the corner. It's going to be 110 degrees. I hate heat. I hate it when it's 110 degrees. It sucks. But I'm not going to sit there and moan and bitch about it all the time and go, oh, it sucks and it's hot. It's hot. I'm miserable. Fuck this. Because that's just going to make me miserable. So I just go, oh, well, that's what it is. I accept it. Move on. So there you go. That's one way to keep yourself from wallowing in negativity. You just can't do it. You got to refocus. Um, Number three, this is an important one too. Everything is temporary. Everything is. You know, this lockdown, temporary. The, uh, The health crisis that we're dealing with, temporary. People don't like me. They're messing with me. Temporary. Eventually, at some point, people are going to move on. So, you know, even in, here's one where I struggled. I remember I saw a therapist after my mom passed away and he was talking to me about this as well. And and I was like, you know, not everything is temporary. My mom died, death, death is permanent. Aha, but here's the trick. How I feel about it, the pain that I feel, that is temporary. Even in pain, the pain that we are enduring of something that is permanent, the emotions, the pain, the grief, that's temporary. And so if you're going through a breakup, breakups suck. I hate breakups. Um, fortunately, I won't have to deal with that anymore. But for those of you who are still dating, that's a fact of life. And um, 
that's the same thing too. You break up, you're miserable. Oh, I'll never find love again. How am I gonna move on? You know what? It's temporary. You're gonna feel like shit for probably like six months. And then guess what? You won't feel like shit anymore. So everything's temporary. There you go. So I hope that that can help some of you guys. That's how I keep my brain sane when I feel stabby. So hopefully when you guys feel stabby, you can go to those three things, gratitude, acceptance, everything is temporary. So just take it one day at a time, you'll be fine. So, um, all right. I'm excited because we have another guest coming up who is also a fan favorite from Rock of Love season one and the winner of Charm School. Please welcome my dear friend, Brandy M. Hey, Brandy, how are you? It's so good to see you. How have you been? Mm. Hold on, let me drink this real quick. <laughs> you know, I we're going it. through a virus, COVID right now. We have to continue drinking. It is very, very important to continue um, supporting the alcohol companies, first and foremost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially oh, coming so from, a, from a bartender, you know? <laughs> I love it. We should do like a recreation of Las Vegas, I feel like. Oh my God, <laughs> wouldn't that be amazing? It would be pretty great. Oh, I promise not to pour I vodka I promise on your I won't puke on bread again. <laughs> <laughs> I promise not to pour vodka on your head again. <laughs> oh, yeah, you did. You got good. You soaked me with that. I'm an asshole. What can I say? Okay. You know, but you got you. You got carried to the room. I okay. didn't. I actually walked. Okay. Wait, hey, we got we to <laughs> save this. We got to save this because we got we have to All dissect. Right. All right. <laughs> I love it. This is. I can already tell this is going to be one of my favorite interviews ever. Okay. Oh, so, awesome. So, Brandy, everybody is. First of all, everybody is so so excited about you. Did you know that you're so popular with the Rock of Love no, fans? No. You know what? I feel really bad. I, you know, I want to say sorry to all the fans out there that. I kind of just fell off the face of the earth. Um, I will give into the reason why I did, but I just want you guys to know that I still love you. And Aww. I really am so appreciative of everything. Um, I, you know, I'm honored to be a lot of people's favorites. I really am. Yeah, the Rock but, Love uh, fans, so, the, I'm so go sorry. Ahead. <laughs> it's really hard doing this through Skype. So we'll be stepping on each other a bit here and there, but it's okay. Yeah, it's just okay. internet connections. Um, but yeah, yeah the, the Rock of Love fans have been amazing. I can't believe after all these years how hardcore and diehard the Rock of Love fans are. And, really? Um, they are. Yeah. And also the the new ones who've come up who are like in their teens and 20s. I mean, that's really cool. Um, but yeah, you've been you've been kind of like MIA for about eleven or twelve years now. And have yeah. you been doing interviews? Have you been hiding on purpose on social media? A lot of people have looked for you, can't really find you, and and people are saying that you haven't been active on social media. Is that on purpose, or did that just sort of happen? Let's talk about that. It's not necessarily on purpose. Um, I did I did just kind of drift it off from Twitter. You know, a lot of my fans were on my Twitter account. Um, I, I will have to say this. I love you fans. I love you a lot. Mm-hmm. And, but there's time for our lives to be private. We need to go through private times. And one of them that I will express to you that I went through was losing my mother. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in Vegas. I was living there and I found out my mother was very sick and I lost her within one month of finding out her lung cancer diagnosed. And, um, excuse me, this is really hard talk about this i'm so sorry it's okay i just i just want everyone to know like we're, we're all human we all relate we all have we go through these things and so 
I left Vegas and I came home to Buffalo, New York, the best place for food. And, um, you know, and I, I'm really happy I came home because I got to say goodbye to her. Um, there's nothing like losing a parent, which anyone that has lost one, I'm sure, you know, it is very difficult and it's very hard. And to lose my only thing, my only mother, never had a father, but my mother was all that I had. And she was my world. Thank God I have my brother and my sister and my nephew. They've made my world as well. There's a few others, my husband and that adorable stepdaughter of mine. But at the same time, I, uh, I came home, I lost her. And you know what? It took a good two years to finally feel normal again, to you know not be upset or depressed, dealing with depression, which I have as well. Um, you know, at the same time, it's good to be home. So I kind of just became humble again and got my own life and kind of forgot about rock and love and left that part of me, but it's always going to be a part of me. But then at the same time, I met my husband and I have my stepdaughter and right there and then makes me stuck Buffalo. Wow. That that sounds like, that's Sorry a lot. Sorry to ramble. <laughs> well, I got to say, I, I lost my mom in uh, 2000, the December of 2004. And uh, similar to what you said, it took me about two years to just start to be a human being again. Yeah. And it's, yeah. you know, it's, it's difficult to lose anybody that you love, of course, but there's something particularly hard about losing your mom. And especially if you mm-hmm. had a very close relationship with your mom. Um, my mom was like my best friend and my biggest champion. And, um, and, you know, for those of us who were fortunate to have such great relationships with our mom, it's just, you can't replace that. Nobody loves you like no, your mother you does. Can't. It's so tough. I'm so sorry, it's, Brandy. Thank you. And I'm sorry about yours too. I remember, you know, being on the show, you you talked about it to me, which was a lot for you to open up to me and talk to me about that. Even though you guys probably all think we hated each other. But deep down, we really didn't. <laughs> well, you were one of the you were one of the girls that I I really did get along with. And we really kind of played into that. But um I want to yeah. get in, I do want to get into that in a moment too, but I want to go back to you um, yes. with your your uh, your personal life outside of the show. So once you started feeling that you were healing from your mom, you continued on in life and then you found your husband, you said? I did. I was bartending and see, Brandy M doesn't burp in public anymore. She does a nice <laughs> quiet little burp like Charm School taught her. I love Brandy M burps. <laughs> They're my favorite. Mm, I know. Maybe maybe I'll let a good one out before we go. But yeah, I, did you, I think you have to now. You owe it to the fans. I think you have to. <laughs> <laughs> you feel it coming? Just go for it. Get my permission. I will give you guys that one, but I'm not giving a fart. <laughs> not farting. I don't know. The night is still young. I know. You never know. Am so, I shark though? Am I shark? No shitting. <laughs> This is getting into like a whole other different kind of podcast territory. <laughs> I'm sorry to get off the track. Okay. I'm just super excited to do this. I'm so I haven't spoke to too. anyone in 11 years. It's it's fun to have my voice back out there and to talk to everyone. Well, I'm really glad that um, you chose this podcast of which to, to do Definitely, that. Definitely, so am I. Yeah. I'm super stoked that you're... I, just, I know you and I started to talk on the phone the other night, I was like, wait, hang on. We can't get into this. We've got to say before the podcast. <laughs> so I'm, I'm excited. I feel like I'm catching up with you for the first time as everybody is watching this. But we are. We are catching up for the first time. I haven't spoken to anyone from Rock Love since I went into hiding, I guess. Um, 
I don't, I just, I just needed to get back to normal reality, my reality, my humble life. Um, I know everyone talks about reality TV, like it's, it is real, but it isn't real. It's a perfect way to describe it. That's totally right. But um, well, yeah. okay, so what uh, when what year do you remember? Uh, did you meet your husband? And did you meet him in New York or did you meet him in Las yeah. Vegas? Okay, sorry to get off track there. That's so okay. so I, met my, I was bartending. <laughs> I, there's a bar called DBGB's in Buffalo, New York. And I was bartending there. And he came. All right, so what we have is it's like a patio bar square a little small one but yet the bartender is higher up so the customers are a little lower so when you order a drink you're kind of looking up to me which is amazing no, I'm kidding. So, <laughs> it's a position of power so he, he you know came in and I was like what can I get you to drink and he just looked up at me like uh uh, uh, uh and I said oh I got your tongue huh I go well, I guess you don't want to drink and the moment I saw his face and what he did, I knew instantly he fell in love. Oh, I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. So he, and the funny thing is about him, everyone, he is like Brett Michaels' number one fan. Uh, yeah. But my husband too. Johnny he, loves Brett Michaels and Poison and your husband as well. Yes. Yes. My husband was obsessed with poison. That's so cool. But he didn't realize when he met me that I was Brandy M from Rock Alive. He just knew me. Well, he knew me as Brandy M, my last name being M. um, But he knew me as Brandy. He didn't know me as that. And then when finally somebody had said something to him, like, oh, my God, you scored. You're dating Brandy M. Like, good for you, buddy. And he was like, what? And then he put two and two together. And he was like. No shit. I lucked out. <laughs> that is awesome. You know, I got to say, it's it's really good. A lot of us girls are married. And, you know, as I said, my husband loves Rock of Love and Brett Michaels and Poison and all that. We're really mm-hmm. lucky because could you imagine if we met a guy or dated a guy that was like, had jealousy issues and had problems oh. with that? That would like not be good at all. So thank that God. Is the answer. biggest turnoff is jealousy issues. Oh, Any men awful. out there, don't get jealous. It's so not good for you. It's really gross. And it's very toxic it too. Is. So yeah. It is. You got to have trust. You got to yeah. have that trust. Trust is 100% for a marriage or relationship. Yes, you are definitely right. Definitely. Oh, so I want to meet your, you have a stepdaughter. Let's talk about yes. her. If you can bring she her. She has been excited hi. to meet all my fans and everyone. Yay. So. I am the mother who stepped up. I don't oh. give birth to children, but Hi. I love this one so much. Hi. Her name oh. is Peyton. She's 10. Hi, She Peyton. is my pride and joy. She is what's been keeping me occupied. Oh. I've been raising her since she was five years old, and now she's 10. Nice. It's so nice to meet you, Peyton. What, what do you like to do? Um, I like to hang out with my mom and watch scary movies. Oh, Love scary movies and start playing. Oh, that's awesome. I bet Brandy M, I can imagine you're like the coolest stepmom ever. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Nice. She still hasn't watched. I still haven't let her watch Rock of Love yet. Should I? I don't think I so. Wanna ask, I want to ask <laughs> I the fans, wait. should I let a 10-year-old watch this or no? Probably give it a couple of years, I would say. <laughs> At least wait until like next month. <laughs> she doesn't get to see the Brandy M from Rock Alive. She sees the Brandy M from Charm School. Yeah, okay, okay. That's a guy. Both Brandy M's are pretty great. One is really <laughs> fun and wild, and one is very, like, got it together, so... Well, after graduation, I got it together. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, um, well, so wait, did you say graduation? 
Well, term school graduation. Oh, term school okay, okay. So uh, let's get into charm school and what? Well, sorry, let's get into Rock of Love and let's get into charm mm-hmm. school. So which uh, one first? So let me start out by asking you. Uh, before we get into details of things, what is your overall feeling when you look back on that period of your life? Um, I'll just say, I'll just tell you real quick. I did an interview with Sam last week and she's amazing. I love her. She's doing so, so great in her life. But uh-huh. she said that overall Rock of Love was like a pretty terrible experience for her. And she she even went so far as to say if she could redo it, she she actually wouldn't. Um, what would you say? But like for me, I'm I'm really grateful for it. I feel like I got a lot out of it, but I was also playing a character. I wasn't really being like my vulnerable self. So I didn't have- Yeah, you nasty belly in you. I was an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm good at. So what was your feeling overall? You were really good at it. <laughs> I'm very, yes. The horns are always waiting just beneath the scalp. Uh, <laughs> what was your overall feeling about your, your personal experience on those shows? How do you feel about it in hindsight? I absolutely fucking loved it. Awesome. Fucking loved it. Um, I would never not do it again. I would totally do it again. And honestly, if they were ready for another show with me on it, I'm fucking ready. That's awesome. I love hearing that. Yeah. I I loved what the show has done for myself, even you. I mean, come on. We went from nobody. Well, you already had your band and stuff, but I went from a nobody to, you know, becoming on the show and then all these fans and just all this like, I mean, God, it was it was stressful when the show let when it re- released and was out. I had to go into hiding. That's kind of probably why I went into hiding to generalize it because I'd be in the grocery store and I'd be on the phone talking about what kind of size tampon do you need? You need super, you need regular. And then this woman comes flying around the corner. Oh my God, Brandy M, Brandy M. And I'm like, what the I can't even buy a tampon. I had that same. Yep, I had that happen to me too. One time I was buying birth control pills and literally the woman who's (laughs) handing me the pills is like, I know you, you whore from Rock of Love. I'm like, lovely. Here's your whore pills. But um, yeah, yeah, it's it's an adjustment for sure. But I, I, you know, you, I gotta say, you are such a a cool chick and and still are. Um, Thank you. You have the perfect mentality for that. You're so even keeled. It's so hard to rattle you. And I love, I love telling stories about you because I feel like you are the only girl that I, me being like villain Lacey, I couldn't rattle you. You were the only girl. You were like impenetrable. And I always tell people that um, I give this analogy when I'm doing my, um, you know, my villain Lacey, my whole thing is to like rattle people and get under their skin. And, uh, and basically, we like the equivalent of me wanting to play tug of war with you. And I know there's like a big puddle of mud right there. And I, you know, grab the rope, you grab the rope, and I pull you like face first into the mud. I'm like, ha ha. But with you, I would come up and like, all right, we're playing tug of war. And you're like, fuck you, bitch. And you just like turn around and walk off. And I'm like, wait, no, come back. We're playing tug of war. And you would not take the bait. You wouldn't take the bait. I would it never was take so, your bait because I knew. It was awesome. And and as evident by, I eventually just gave up. And um, you and I were cool, you know, and I loved how like- We were mellow. cool, but, but you took, uh, definitely with Charm School, you took the Megan side. Now, I I can't stand that bitch. I, I'm not talking bad. I just, um, I, at the show, I couldn't take her. I really couldn't. That was real. And our, our hating each other was real. But hating you was not real. I never, 
never hated you. I just never let you get under my skin. You were really brilliant at it. And it was it was um, surprising to me the level, like you have, if, if you have like a motto in life, your motto would be like, no fucks given. You just don't. Yes. Fuck, yeah. You know, and even with Megan, I know that you had um, issues with her, but you still, even in all of that, I feel like you kept it together pretty well, you know? And well, I wanted her to kick me on the show. That was my goal. If you fought, we got, you You remember, under the contract, mm -hmm. if we physically fought, we would get kicked off the show. Yeah. So I couldn't physically beat her ass like I could have. And believe me, fans, I wanted to. But I couldn't do it because I didn't want to leave the show. So what I did, well, actually, that was on Charm School because I yeah. wasn't on Rock of Love with Megan. So when it came to Charm School... I, I pushed her and I antagonized her and I got her to finally kick me. And if you remember, then she got eliminated. So my plan yeah. worked. Yeah, you were very strategic and kind of similar to me. You had a strategy. And in fact, um, let's talk Did. about Charm School. We're going to bounce around a little bit. We're going to come back to Rock of Love. I'm but, so sorry. I'm confusing you all. Oh, off. no, no. It's all, I'm exactly, I'm Mrs. Scatterbrain. So it's all good. Um, <laughs> so with Charm School, you you had a strategy going into it before we even stepped foot yeah, on set. You you had a strategy, right? Yes, I did. Okay. So what I did was I knew our like when when they called me to do rock love, I said, "Oh, I don't know." But then they were like a hundred thousand dollar grand prize. I was like, "Oh yeah, you know what." I'm going to fucking study these bitches and I'm going to take them out one by one. So what I did was I knew our house. I knew our rock of love season one. I knew our girls. I knew our bitches and I knew the downfalls for everyone, but I did not know rock of love two. So I watched rock of love two and I studied them and I studied their weaknesses and That's I studied smart. how they react in certain positions so then when I didn't know who was going to come from Rock of Love 2, so I studied all the bad girls. And then when you guys, all, when they all showed up, I was like, okay, I know this one can't drink. She can't hold her alcohol. She was the first one to get eliminated. Yes. I got her ass out of there. First one down. Brilliant. I had a strategic plan. I was going to take out every single girl one by one. And you know what? I did it. Brilliant. I love that. And you know what's so cool about the way that you did that? You were so methodical, but you weren't obvious about it. Like for me, I feel like no, I was, I was never like, you I just wasn't under the radar. aggressive like Brandy C for sakes or, or Megan or even you. You were pretty aggressive there, lady. Yeah. And it was, it was obvious. So people knew to look out for me. And you know, I, I never thought that they were going to let me win because I am the villain character. So I figured it was going to be similar to Rock of Love. They were going to keep me to the end and then not let me win. So I just, I just like mm -hmm. did my thing. But with you, it was so brilliant because you actually did get along with everybody for the most part. We have a couple of, you know, one or two here or there. But for the most part, you got along with everybody and you just kept your cool and you just like flew under the radar and just knocked bitches out. You know, it was, it was pretty amazing. A lot of it had to do with acting, I guess. I don't know. But um, a lot of it was, you know, you don't have to be mean to take people out. Mm. You don't have to be a bully. You don't have to be like that. You can do it very cleverly. And uh, 
I don't know. I just, I strategized it. You know, I saw weaknesses in other people and I probably wasn't right for it, but I mean, come on a hundred grand on the line. Who wouldn't do that? Yeah. Who would not fucking strategize and take that shit? Absolutely. So I I did, you know, it's a fucking TV show and it's money to be win one. And at the same time, there were girls I liked on the show that I would not do that to, but then there were the ones, you know, the saying, keep your enemies closer. Yes. That's kind of what I did with you girls that I wasn't in your clique, Yeah, but I still, I was in this clique, but I was also in this clique, but I played, I played with everyone. You were very good with that. Who were some of your favorite girls? Who who did you feel like you really had a connection with? Uh, Unfortunately, I'm going to say you weren't one. I love you, but I love (laughs) you, but you weren't one. I wasn't really many people's favorites. No, (laughs) no. I didn't know Asia, but you weren't my favorite. But uh, when it comes to rock love, Definitely Jess, the winner. Um, her and I really related a lot together. We're very outspoken, bold, uh, wild. Um, I don't know. I liked her a lot. Yeah, I, I totally see that. She, she was very, very strong um, in her personality and her beliefs. And We're a lot I alike. respect that. As are yeah, you. Yeah, her and I are a lot alike. Yeah. Um, as for anyone else on Rock Love? Yeah. A name doesn't pop in my head. And neither does for Charm School. I'm going to be honest with yeah. you. Um, I was out for myself. I guess you can say that's being selfish. No, I it's am not to a at point. all. Everybody should be. Yeah. Well, so when you were on Charm School, did you, were you feeling like, I actually might win this whole thing? Like, were you really feeling? No. No? No. When no. did you start well, getting that confidence? I, you know what, you know who gave me the confidence was Sharon. Sharon Osborne was, I mean, how iconic is it that we got to film with her? Huge. And she is such a lovely cunt. She really, she is. I love her. She's amazing. She does the, you're a lovely cunt. And I I now love the word. I now love the C word because of her. But um, she she definitely the one time I was think I was up for elimination and I was doing the <laughs> puttering face like, oh, no, I'm going to get eliminated. And I'm like, oh. it's scary. When and, you're up there. Um, yeah, but I mean, I was really scared. You know, you are scared you're going to get eliminated because you want a chance at that money. But you also you still want to be on TV. I mean, of come course. on. Yeah, and she yeah, is. So, she's an intimidating woman. Like when she gets she in that is. mode, she's she can be. I love her, but she can be frightening. Oh my gosh, she can be. But I, it was something. Didn't I draw dick pictures on people's photos? <laughs> I, I actually, think I drew a dick going into Megan's mouth. I can't remember. I think that might have happened. That does sound familiar. It sounds like something you did. I definitely drew some some inappropriate yeah. pics on on her pictures. So yeah. when that came down, I got called to the principal's office. Yes, that's Sharon's right. Principal, I remember that now. And um, she goes, Brandy, Brandy, <laughs> what what is this? And she holds it up, and I go, It's a deck. <laughs> and she goes, Oh. Girl, what am I going to do with you? What will I do with you? And she gives me this like, like, oh, you're a bad girl. But she found it fucking hilarious. Oh, I'm sure she did. She goes, a a penis in this? Okay, Brandy, Brandy, Brandy. Whatever her accent I cannot do. But at the end when she, you know, yelled at me and kind of scolded me, but was also like, you kind of did an awesome thing. She gave me this wink. 
Mm. And when she gave me the wink, it was kind of like I had a little bit of... Um, the reassuring. Yes. Yes. That's what I'm looking for. I, I was reassured that like I knew she liked me and I knew I just felt I wasn't going anywhere. And I'm glad I didn't. You know, I, I'm glad I got that wink from her. That was that's and amazing. I got called the lovely cunt, which I love. <laughs> I love it. Well, also what was really cool is you and um, Destiny were sort of neck and neck at the end of charm school. And you ladies you know were, just, were I thought you guys yes. were pretty good to each other for the most part, unless I'm forgetting something. No, you know what? I, I'm horrible. My memory, it's been 11 years. Yeah. My memory was shot. Destiny, I did love. I loved She's Destiny. a good girl. I and um, with coming to the finals and it was up to me and her, I couldn't have gone against a better person that deserved it as much as I deserved it. That's sweet. She deserved that hundred grand as well. And I hate to like, you know, I'm I'm happy I won, but at the same time, I wish she would have gotten something too because she oh, really, really deserved sweet. it. She is lovely. I love Destiny. She, I forgot amazing. about her. I, She's I, amazing. She has a beautiful son. How could I? How could I? <laughs> it's been a lot of years. Well, so everybody oh, wants to know. What did you do with the money? Well, you guys really want to hear what I did with that money? All right. Number one, first purchase, $550 Dyson vacuum. <laughs> a vacuum yeah. cleaner? That's awesome. I have four cats. I need a really good vacuum. <laughs> That's amazing. I rescue some cats. Oh. And um, I, you know what? I, I'd rescue every single animal if I could. Oh, I, but, you know, uh, I love that. In a small house with four cats, that hair accumulates. <laughs> so I, I I mean, I bought the vacuum way before this, but I always had cats. So <laughs> I always wanted that vacuum. You'd think like I, I don't know, go on a shopping spree or go on a vacation. <laughs> no, I bought cleaning supplies. <laughs> You're hilarious. And then I bought a laptop. I love it. And then I did buy a car. But I did donate a lot of my money. So Aww. when it came to donating, I gave my mother, I bought her vehicle and Aww, I gave her $25,000. Wow. Um, she's my, she was my number one. She was my mama Dukes, Aww. you know, she was my world. Um, bless her soul. Oh, I love that. But then I, I also donated when at that time, remember when the Michael Vick Pitbulls got rescued? Oh, Yeah. There was that, and I know you're an animal lover as much as I am. You're an advocate for PETA. So when they rescued those pit bulls, I found like, you know, he's not a friend of mine, but an acquaintance I met was doing the documentary Victory of the Underdog. Okay. And they rescued, what was it, 20 of them? I yeah, don't know how a many lot of, of those Michael dogs did. got rescued. They and did. Realized. Yeah, and rehabilitated. And so what happened is I donated two grand which honestly really only fed them for wow. me. That's awesome though, girl. I, I wish I could have gave more. I should have gave more, but you know, it feels good to know that I helped out those dogs That's the best huge. I could. I love that so much. That's so Thank cool. You. That is so awesome. That's like, I, I, so just to recap, vacuum cleaner, <laughs> um, money from mom, which is very sweet and, and giving, and um, uh -huh. and uh, cleaning supplies and money to rescue the dogs that were victimized by Michael don't, Vick. Don't That's forget, there's a huge ass IRS thing you got to pay. Oh, really? That's, yeah, oh, that's right. We get, yeah, we get 
we get 1099s. We don't get W-2s. So guess what, people? I had to pay a huge chunk in the state of California. Not Nevada, not New York. Oh, California. California. Oh, because you were working there. Well, no. The show was there. We filmed the show there. Yeah. So granted, I lived in Nevada. It didn't matter because I made money in California. So. Wow. That is super lame. Wow. I know. Okay. Right? You think I went a whole hundred grand. I really didn't win uh, a whole hundred. Well, that's um, frustrating. Well, um, but okay. also, um, well, it's just living it up. Yeah. Well, let's go back to um, Rock of Love. Let's start from the beginning. Sure. How, our original. how did you end up on the show? Like, how did you find out they were auditioning girls? Did you know it was Brett Michaels? <laughs> so, let's talk about that. All right. <laughs> I have a I great you. story for you for this one. Okay. I still snort. Randy, I, I, still love, snort. I love it. <laughs> so, all right. I'm living in Las Vegas. Picture it. 1920s in Sicily. I'm kidding. So I'm living in Las Vegas and I go to the nightclub in the Treasure Island Casino, which at that time was named Christian Adige. Ah, he had okay. bought it. So the nightclub at the time was Christian Adige's nightclub. I don't even think I said that right, but who cares? <laughs> so um, there's, I'm, I'm with my friend at the time, excuse me, we're hanging out and there's a couple from London, this awesome couple. And they were just like, Hey, how are you guys? We don't know anyone. I'm like, well, I'm a local, I'm a native in Vegas. I live here. What do you guys want to do? What do you want to know? Like, what can I help you with? And, you know, we just all got to talking so much. Finally, now in Las Vegas, nobody does shots. Like if you order a shot, you're getting a rocks glass with like (laughs) this much in it. And it's ridiculous. (laughs) Now, when you're from Buffalo, New York, you get a shot of what you get a right one ounce shot. And we do shots. That's all we do. We're, We're a shot town. So I made these this couple from London do all these shots. So I'm like, come on, let's do it. So I'm like, I'm pushing down the crown and they're doing it and we're all getting fucked up. And I'm like, Bleh. and I'm just making all these sounds like I do. And we're, we're having such a good time. Well, this girl comes out of nowhere with this um, awesome friend of hers, little gay boy. I love gay boys. Mm. They're they're my favorite. Yes. So they come up and she goes, listen, I'm I'm doing the show for VH1. She gives me her card. And I'm, you know, living in Las Vegas, there's so many people that are like, I'm going to make you a model. I can do this. I can promise you that. Mm. And yet it's all a scam. So I'm looking at her like, uh, I don't know if I believe you, but then the gay friend reassurance that I was like, okay, all right, because your gay friend, all right, we're going to do this. I'm going to do it. So they, you know, then we go, I go home that night. They call me the next day and they're like, please come for the interview. And I'm like, I don't think I can do this. I, you know what? No, I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. So I hang up and I decide not to. Well, my one friend, Valerie, she's like, are you fucking kidding me? Mm-hmm. You have a chance of a lifetime. Yeah. You are fucking doing it. Yeah. She goes, I am taking you to that interview right now. Call them back. You're doing it. Uh, so I call back and I'm like, hey, do you still have time for me? And they're like, oh my God, yes. We were packing up, but we're, we're going to unpack. We're going to set it up and we're going we're gonna to interview you. We have to. I'm like, okay, cool. So I show up at the hotel. We go in. I go in the room. They give me the rundown. I'm like, you know, here, we're going to microphone you, blah, blah, blah. And so then the first question is, uh, who is your ex? And I go, 
just talking about my girlfriend or my boyfriend. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I mean, I, I played off the interview very well to get the to get it. Mm-hmm. So then I'm like, um, boyfriend or girlfriend? Which ex do you want to know about? <laughs> That's great. And then they're like, what is the craziest time of like a boyfriend that you had or some kind of thing like that? And I'm like, well, there was this one time <laughs> I was bringing out a birthday cake and the guy, like I slipped on something wet on the floor in the nightclub and the birthday cake went completely on my face <laughs> and I dropped the cake. And I just go, fuck it. Happy birthday. <laughs> That's and they amazing. thought like that was hilarious. But there were a lot of other dirty things that I said to make me get it. I love it. I think I did something similar as well. Uh- where I, I think I like made up most of the stories that were senior, on there. Senior. I, I remember they were like, what's the craziest thing that you've ever done? I'm like, I once had sex on a helicopter flying over a volcano. Like I just just was like made it as ridiculous. <laughs> and they're like, even if this is true or not true, this person is insane. So we have to have her yeah. on. <laughs> so yeah, that's amazing. I love it. I'm so glad that you decided to audition and go yeah. through with it because you're such an iconic character. So let's fast forward a little bit and get into Las Vegas. <laughs> yeah. My least favorite Which episode. Which one? The episode? The Vegas baby episode? Yes. Yes. So I've already talked about it quite a bit on the podcast. So everyone already knows my perspective. But in a nutshell, the guys in Brett Michaels' band essentially challenged us to a, a chugging oh. contest of Jägermeister, which was like a ridiculous thing to agree to. Oh, oh and and do you remember the Grey Goose? Do you remember the Grey Goose bottle? I barely remember anything. I w- I'm shocked I remembered my own name that night. <laughs> oh my God. Well, hey, at least you didn't puke all over Brett Michaels. I sure as hell <laughs> So do you remember all that? Do you remember that night? Or did you have to like... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you the bits and pieces I remember. Okay. So I remember us all being so excited to do this in Vegas, baby. And we had the best suite. You know, we picked our own ends to hang out in and our own clique of girls. And it was it was me against you. It was, it was me and was it Jess and yeah. somebody else. We were against you and Heather and somebody else. Yes. We clicked, our clicks separated like that. So all I remember is we all got dressed up so beautifully. We all looked hot as fuck. And then we go to the concert. So we have fun, but in the in the back the back room, mm-hmm. backstage, uh, we they they wanted to play a prank on us, but we thought we were like, fuck this, we can handle this, we can yeah, do this. Stupidly. <laughs> so I remember the huge battle of Grey Goose. And I remember they're like, chug, you guys are all going, chug, chug. I chugged that gray boot <laughs> bottle to the count of 15. Can you imagine that? Yeah, that was Chugging insane. Chugging until the count of 15. I can't believe from we agreed to that. I did that. That was nuts. That was you nuts. were chugging on the Jaeger, but that then was... I joined you on the Jaeger. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I can't remember. All I know is you got carried to your hotel room before we went back for food. Yeah. One, it was me, Jess, and Heather. We were the last ones standing. Well, I was I was barely standing. <laughs> I was I was done You're for it. Than so me. <laughs> um, my best part is all right, so let's get to the puking part. This part's fun. <laughs> and let's get to how VH1 edits things yes, because I'm gonna tell you right now. I know such assholes. This yes. shit didn't go down the way they say it went down. 
Okay, so what I remember, and I know what I remember, but a lot of it, but also the television show accounts for it too. So I'm sitting at this table with this chair and keep in mind, it's carpet floor, but this chair is like heavy iron. It is so heavy. When you're annihilated and you're hammered, you can't, you're like, uh, I was trying to move the chair. So I felt the puke coming on. Mm -hmm. And when I felt it, I was like, "Mm, oh, it's coming. It's coming. And the seafood, by the way, wasn't even out yet. The food hadn't even come yet. Mm -hmm. And I I knew it was going to happen. And so I'm like trying to push the chair back to get up and go run to the bathroom. But I I had no time. The chair was too heavy and I couldn't push it. So all I could think was grab my napkin. I grab my napkin. And all of a sudden, People squirting out, which has become a lot of memes for a lot of things. (laughs) Consider it an honor. There are memes of me puking, like going. So at that point, I I remember doing that. I remember like, oh, it's coming. It's coming. And it goes out the napkin. And then I remember Jess going, oh my God, it's just blowing. And Heather's like, oh shit. (laughs) And like, they push the chair and they get me up. And so... Brett at this time actually was caring enough to come over and help walk me to the bathroom. We walk into the bathroom and they're like, get her to the toilet, get her to the toilet. And Brett gets me to the toilet and I look at Brett and I go, whoa, all in the toilet. And then I pick my head up and I go, I love man. And then I go back down and I puke again. Amazing. That's amazing. But I did, I did get him. I did puke on him a little bit on his leg. I got like his, like, you know, his calf and his boot area. I'm sure you're not the first person to have puked on him in his full career. That was amazing. The whole I love you is like, that was amazing. It was so perfectly oh, timed. Head in the toilet, head in the toilet. And I just turned my head and was like, I love you, man. <laughs> that was crazy. And um, after that, they were amazing. You know how. You know how we're mic'd 24-7. We have that microphone. Mm-hmm. And we're just like, there's no privacy. Like, I used to take yeah. shits. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> suck my battle shit. Because they're always listening. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. I always wondered how many people were listening as we were in the bathroom. Because, yeah, that was like the right. one thing. <laughs> I'd always yell, I sunk my battle shit. <laughs> That's amazing. Just in case. That Oh, so that was one of my favorite moments that I don't remember. I, I actually was going through like old, you know, memes and old like gifts and stuff like that about you and I from that episode. And somebody posted, uh, it was like, I, literally, I don't even remember doing this. I'm such an asshole. I just walked over to you and just like dumped vodka oh, upside down on oh, your head. Dead. And then I, and there was you like- Burned my eyeballs. There was like text at the bottom and you're just like, I just farted. Get the fuck away from me. <laughs> did. I so farted on you. Uh, so amazing. I love it. Little Even when you, do you guys know, as you guys would like leave the bedrooms, I would take all your pillowcases and I'd fart. <laughs> Little did you know. Uh, well, the good thing is I did like that the smell of That was before farm school, people. <laughs> it was before farm school. That's amazing. I love you so much. I, I love you. Have like your own little, just like not as obvious ways of messing with all the girls. That is just incredible. So I, I, I did. I feel like I was a smooth criminal. <laughs> <laughs> you certainly were. So let's talk about your elimination um, in Rock of Love. Walk us through yeah. that. Yeah, I was sick and tired of filming. Yeah, I was fucking done. Uh, Nineteen days straight. It was exhausting. Uh, 
going through something you've never gone through. Like if you guys don't know, we don't get to just wake up on our own time. Mm. You wake up with a camera in your face. Yeah. And like, it's just this bright light. And then you immediately are not allowed to speak. And so you have your microphone wrapped around you and they, they mic you and then you're allowed to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's like, get up, get up, get up. Like, I just went to sleep three hours ago. And, yeah, like, I don't we care, get up, get up. <laughs> yeah, I was brutal. I mean, come on, you leave us in a house full of alcohol, mm-hmm. no phone, well, the bat phone for cigarettes. Yeah. I forgot what you asked though before. Oh, about, um. so when you, um, I was asking about your elimination on Rock of Love, but actually first I want to ask you, because you and I talked about this a little bit the other night, um, similar to me, there was only a couple of girls that knew, that had figured out that Brett wasn't necessarily really looking for love. It was more about creating this TV show. You were one of the ones who did figure it out, right? Yeah. Um, to go back to that was the episode where I won the hockey game, the hockey date. Yes. So that was a fun challenge. I couldn't believe Heather did not know the lyrics to Every Rose Has a Story. I know. I mean, that was crazy. On. That was pretty she was so obsessed yeah. with him, and she didn't even know the lyrics to his song. That was insane. Uh, I like. How can you be a How can you be a Poison fan or a Brett Michaels fan and not know those lyrics? That's that's crazy. You have his goddamn name tattooed on the back of your neck, and you can't even sing. Every rose has its thorn. Get yeah. the fuck out of here, bitch. That was kind Sorry. of dick. Yeah. <laughs> so, you but anyways, that. so um, we're on the hockey date and. You know, it's going so good, but there's, you know, we're in a public, we're not just at the house filming. We're not like at a restaurant where it could be just you two. I mean, we're in a hockey arena and we're at a real hockey game. So of course we're filming and we're walking through. And as you know, we film and the game's over, we leave. Well, everyone already now realizes that Brett Michaels is in the house. They don't know who the fuck I am. I'm just some blonde bimbo on his arm. And that's basically how I got treated. And I really didn't like that. And you know what? I put my heart and my soul into it at first. And I thought, oh my God, maybe I am going to win this rock star part. But at the same time, we're holding hands and we're walking through the arena. And then like all these fans came up and bombarded us. Mm-hmm. He just let go of my hand. Mm. So like nonchalant mm-hmm. and the fans just like mauled oh, them and they wow. just pushed me out of the way to the <laughs> point where I was like on the back and like, I, I, I was nothing. I was nothing. Oh, and man. honestly, before I can give any advice, don't date rock stars. Just fuck them. <laughs> don't date them. Fuck them. It's good advice. Yeah. But I never fucked Brett. Never fucked Brett. <laughs> well, um, so at that moment is when you figured out that this is probably not really a, a real thing. Yeah, situation. Yes. Okay. It definitely was. It made me realize that this isn't real. Um, you know, I, I kind of, after that, I was kind of done with the show. And like, you know, I, I really had my heart involved. I really thought I was going to marry a rock star. Wow. And after the timing of everything, and the way that he reacted when the fans came about, I would never want to be that woman that gets pushed over for fans. Yeah. You know, you should have held my hands tight. You should have shown me what kind of man you could be, even with fans or without fans. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. It's like, That's reminds, why I did married you ever my see, husband. Did you ever <laughs> see that movie, um, Rockstar, with um, 
I think Jennifer Aniston was like the girl in that yes. movie where she just yes. was kind of like cast aside. Yeah, that was kind of yeah. fucked up. <laughs> so yeah, nobody should be in a relationship like that. But um, no. but yeah, as we found out later, it wasn't really even about that at all. It was just making an no. entertaining show. He just wanted his own fame. Well, I wouldn't be that harsh about it. You know, um, I think that just... Uh, it, it's kind of like the whole reason that I personally went on the show too. It's just anything that any kind of media Ooh, outlet yeah. you can do to get your career going or revived or whatever it is. Uh, just the the downside was um, a lot of girls who really did invest their hearts and their emotions. It really got bruised. And we did. It was what's that? We did. We definitely. Yeah, I did. Was, you know, I I was in the beginning till that day. So, I mean, I don't really fault him per se as much as I fault no, you know, the I, producers. I said that wrong. I completely said that wrong. I, and then for the show, like, it, we all did it for our show. Like, not for him to create himself with the limelight because, come on, he is still famous. He will always be famous and he's still got it going on. Yeah, but the you producers know, were does. pretty, they were pretty vicious though. Um, the producers were. And it was Thank very exploit—it was exploitative for sure. Um, but- I think the one, those of us, myself included, you who did figure it out that this is just a TV show, I think we had a little bit easier time than some of the other girls. But um, so then let's talk about your elimination on Rock of Love. Did you feel like, were you just so ready to be done? It didn't even matter. Were you shocked that you were being sent home? What were your thoughts on I all was, that? I, I was, I was done. I was ready to go home. I think, you know, after that Vegas episode, because I lived in Las Vegas, mm. I, it made me realize how much I miss home. Yeah. So I, I definitely was ready to be done with it. Also, I mean, you and Heather both had such a strong dominance on everything. I kind of gave up. I didn't want to fight with you guys anymore. And I was just done. I, you know, I, I found out that my heart wasn't going to be real with him or his heart wasn't going to be real with me. And I realized, what am I doing? So I eliminated myself. Yeah. I took myself off the market. And honestly, the producers were pissed. Because they were like, you are supposed to make it to the end. You are not supposed to do this. And I said, well, I'm going to. Wow. You know, like, I I just, I, I can't do it anymore. I can't film anymore. Wow, I didn't know that. So you were just oh, like, God, yeah. you just told the producers, like, I'm not, I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. Oh, wow. Like I said, I'm done. That wasn't supposed to be my, they edited that. That wasn't my picture. My, that, you know, what did you give you? Your pass as you left? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That wasn't me. I wasn't supposed to be that one. I was supposed to continue. And I do know whose it was. Oh. But I don't want to say. Oh, come on. Tell us. Tell ah, us. Do I? Do yes. I tell you guys? Yes. Do I tell you what the producers told me? Yes. I, it was Heather's. Heather was supposed to go. Whoa. I was oh supposed God. to stay. Really? You, me, and Jess were supposed to go to Mexico together. I have a passport and everything. Oh, wow. Oh, that's yeah. insane. And they were like, Brandy, you just fucked our show up. And I said, I'm really sorry, but I got to go home. I want to go home. I'm done. They flew my mother out and everything. Wow. That is crazy. That is They crazy. flew my mother out for Meet the Parents. Oh my God. And I called, that's the day that I decided not to do the show anymore. Holy shit. That is insane. That's insane. Yeah. So, wow. Heather was not supposed to make it to the end. No matter what, if you get his name tattooed on you, you're still <sighs> not going to make it. Oh my God. That is so wild. I kind of wish that you had stayed but and I never Heather would have gone. Anyone because, that. What's that? I've never spoken about that before because no one's ever asked the right question. Wow. I, that, is, that is just mind blowing. It totally makes sense. But that is, um, I mean, because when I got eliminated, 
that made sense to me. It made sense to me why mm-hmm. I was, but but with Heather, I was a, a bit surprised she did make it as far as she did just because of all the, the like the fighting and the she instability. She wasn't supposed and, to. That is so wild. That is so wild. Wow. I'm just like, I'm in shock. I don't even know what to say about that right now. So, um, I wish I just stayed. I wish, I wish I you had two. That would have made it really interesting. It would have changed the whole dynamic of the last couple of episodes, but, um, it would have, but you, it would have been me and you, girl. I'd have taken you head to toe. I know. I'm sure you would have. I, I'm sure you wouldn't have screamed <laughs> your daughter's a slut in front of my dad. I don't think you'd go that low. <laughs> no, no, no. But, um, but yeah. No, I am human. You, you're just like, you were so perfect on that show because as I said, Thank just like, you. no you. fucks given. That was so great. Well, um, I don't, and I still no fucks given. I don't give a fuck. I'll yeah. tell you how it is. And that's, people ask like, oh my God, you were so amazing on the show. And I go, because it was me. That's mm-hmm. me. That's who I am. It's pretty great because you're you're you really played the villain. I played myself. It's awesome. That's great. But you still you it was a challenging environment, and I oftentimes tell people that's why I played the villain because it was a challenging, a mentally challenging environment, and you were still yourself, but you um you kept it together. You know, I mean, there was maybe like once or twice where you kind of lost it a little bit, but nowhere near any of the other girls. You had no major meltdowns. You really kept your composure, you kept your sanity. Like, I feel far more than any of the other girls. It was- You want to know why? Because my psychiatrist prescribed the right medicine. Oh, <laughs> that totally makes sense. I believe it. I believe I'm it. You're kidding, just like I'm kidding. Buddhist I'm Zen. now on the meds. Now I'm on the meds after the fact of the show because you kind of lose yourself. So now I'm on the meds. But back then, I just let you girls play it out. I just sat back and watched. I watched you all. And Smart. I found your weaknesses and I, I knew when to say something and I knew when to not. It was brilliant. It was so smart. Thank you. It was so smart. I love the way that you played the game. It was just, it was so perfect. Um, Thank you. Yeah. You are a great villain. You should be a Disney character villain. <laughs> I would love that. Yes, I would make was, a good one. Uh, well, thank you. It's, it's, it was fun doing the villain. It was, it was a lot of fun. But I, I'd also like everyone to know how genuine and true that you really are as a person. Oh. That you're very true and honest and real. And I don't think anyone got to see that part of you. That's why we always kind of did get along because I saw that in you. Oh, that means a lot to me. I, I really appreciate of that. You're so sweet. Somebody showed me a radio interview that you did about a year after the show. And one of the questions that you were asked was like, so tell us about Lacey. And you're like, Lacey's awesome. And she's she and I are cool. She and, is. You know, I, you are. I really appreciate that. I know there was a couple of times on Charm School where when shit was like getting intense and I remember looking at you and just doing like a wink, wink, nudge, nudge at you and you just yeah. got it. You got it, you know? Yeah, so, I did. Yeah, I did. I always appreciated you for that. I got it. I got it. And yeah. you know what? In, in charm school, you and I started to bond towards the end. Yeah, we did. But a lot we of the did. girls were gone. You and I kind of teamed up for a minute there. Yeah, I, I thought it was really cool when that happened because... um. I finally, I was just, I realized I was nearing the end. A lot of the people that were sort of like the drama and the house, myself excluded, mm-hmm. uh, were being eliminated. It was really just getting down to it. And um, I remember I was not getting along with Heather. And I just really um, started to bond with with you, but also with Christy Joe, with Destiny. And I really, yeah. for yeah. A, a short period of time, I, I kind of let my guard down a little bit. I think I was, I was getting tired too at the end of charm school. And I started 
getting to know you girls. And I just thought all of you were just awesome. You're awesome girls. And I really respected all of you. And that's when I found out that well, you were the winner. Thank you for of, that. Um, I thank you for that. Yeah. When I found out you were the winner, I'm like, perfect. I mean, Destiny, I love as well, but you were just, you deserved it. You worked your ass off. You had been through <laughs> you know, a lot in your life and you just like persevered and came out on top. And I just like, was so happy I saw a goal. I saw a goal and I saw the things I had to tackle to achieve that goal. So you know what? It goes to show you about life. You see a goal, you put that in your mindset and you attack it. You do whatever you got to do to get to it. And when you complete that goal, fucking winner. It's amazing. <laughs> I love it, Brandy. That is the perfect note to end on because that was so well said. And I just got to say, I'm so happy to um, have you back in my life. It's so nice to hear Thank that you're, you. you're doing great and you're happily married and you've got the beautiful stepdaughter. Yeah, my husband is amazing. Oh, I'm so- I have the best husband ever. I mean, come on. I finally, you know what, everyone? I found my rock of love. Yeah, And my rock of love is my beautiful Christopher, my husband, and my stepdaughter, Peyton. I'm so happy for you, girl. You world. totally they deserve it. happy. You so deserve that. I'm so happy Thank for you. you. All I'm right, happy well, you guys found a man to hold you up. Yes, my husband Johnny. He actually was just on the podcast last week, and and nice. um, uh, I love. He's my rock of love as well. Same same thing. We've been married since 2013, and he See, is my, well. I'm 2015. Oh, there you go. Okay, yeah. He's just like he's my rock. He's my partner in crime. Aww. He he is like supports me. I support him. We have the same ridiculous sense of humor. We can talk about That's anything. Amazing. Yeah, I, I love him so much. And he's just, he's amazing. It sounds like your man's amazing too. We locked out, right? Yes. We locked out. We did. We locked out. High five. Yes. High five. <laughs> yeah. Well, I love you, Brandy. So nice to hear your voice. You look beautiful. And, Thank you. Um, you can ask me back anytime. I would love to have you back. And I know that the fans will love to have you back as well. So I'd love to hear some questions next time. And then be able to answer theirs. <laughs> yes, indeed. Well, I was actually, a lot of these questions were theirs. I was there. I was speaking for them. Oh. <laughs> well, I hope I didn't ramble too much. I know it's only 45 minutes, but Never. let's do it again. Good. I could go on with some more. <laughs> All right, I'll girl, give you the well, truth. I'll, I'll let you go, but I'll be back in touch with you soon. All right. Thank All you right. so much for having me on here. And it's good to see you. It's really good to see you. It's been 11 years. Thank you. It's good to see you too. I'll talk to you soon, girl. You Thanks well. for coming on. All right. Bye, Bye, everybody. Bye. Oh, that was awesome. I love Brandy M so much. She's, I feel like that could have gone for like several more hours. You know, she's just, she's amazing. I love her so much. Uh, anyway, um, thank you guys so much once again for, for watching and for listening. You guys are amazing. You've been so supportive and I've been reading all of your comments and your feedback and you guys have just been incredible. And I just, I cannot thank you all enough for how supportive and how amazing you all have been. So um, if you haven't done so already, please click on the subscribe button on YouTube. Make sure to subscribe to the Talk of Love YouTube channel. Also, make sure to hit the thumbs up if you like it. If you have any questions, comments, put those below. I definitely read them all. And um, also be sure to visit the website, www.talkoflove.net. If you like the podcast and you want to show your support, go to the website and you can click on contribute. And from there, you can contrib contribute monthly and you get rewards, rewards such as video shout outs from me, also Skype chats with me, which is one of my favorite things to do. I've gotten to Skype chat with a lot of you, gotten to know you guys. So that's been a really fun reward as well. So definitely go check that out on the talkoflove.net website. So uh, anyway, I'll see you guys next time, next week. Thank you so much for 
being awesome and being being yourselves. And uh, I'll see you next Monday. Don't threaten me with a good time. Love you guys. Mwah. <laughs>